E-Town Hall in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains, it's E-Town. Our musical guests this week include from New York City, Meadows, and from Toronto, Canada, City in Color. I'm Helen Forster. Right now, join me in welcoming our host, if you would, Nick Forster. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Helen. Welcome to E-Town. You know, there's something uh, fundamentally appealing to all of us about the sound of human voice. It's ancient, it's deep inside of us. And I think it's important that each of us feels like we can make a joyful noise. I know we can. I know many of us have been told that we can't. Somewhere along the way, somebody came up to you and said, oh, well, you're tone deaf, which is kind of a mean thing to say and largely untrue. And uh, it is true that sometimes it's easier to sound good when you're singing with a lot of other people. It doesn't happen as often as it should. In fact, let's just all make a big G sound right now. Mm, come on, everybody, sing along. Let me hear you. All right, now you, some of you keep going and some of you go, oh, oh. I'll make it a little louder. Listen to that beautiful sound. You guys sound great. So singing is a fundamental part of how it all works, right? And um, we respond to the sound of singing. We have a couple of great singers with us this week. Kristen from Meadows is an amazing singer. Dallas Green is an amazing singer. And they both sing high. And I mean pitch-wise. It's Colorado. I'm just talking about pitch. Um... Dallas Green, as many of you know, uh, got his start kind of in the hardcore rock and roll world in Canada with a band called Alexis on Fire. Yeah. And then much to his surprise, when he did his real mellow singer-songwriter thing, that became hugely successful. And so suddenly he's selling out Royal Albert Hall and doing that whole thing with City and Color. So it's an incredible um, story of creativity and sincere songwriting and great singing and some good luck along the way and some good fortune finding good people to make music with, as is the case this week. He's here with his buddy, his bandmate, Matt Kelly. Dallas also has the distinction of being the first artist to perform on this stage after we finished rebuilding and renovating E-Town Hall. When we didn't even have doors at the back of the hall, his was the first show here. So we're really happy to welcome back to this stage uh, along with his buddy, Matt Kelly, Dallas Green, City in Color. We gotta lean into love a little 
going to play this one with us.
focus of our time we were running wild diamonds shining in our eyes not a hardship inside well, maybe when I stop dreaming I'll see this mess I Dallas Green, welcome back to E-Town. So Thanks. good to hear you sing, man. You're such a good singer. Thanks, Nick. Yeah. I, um, I mentioned earlier your band, Alexis on Fire. When did that band start? Uh, September 2001. So you were somewhat younger. I was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was 21 years old. Yeah. By the way, I understand Alexis on Fire just won a Juno Award. Yeah, we won Rock Album of the Year. Rock Album of the Year. Holy smokes. 13 years after we made our last record. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And people, our listeners know that the Juno, of course, is like the, it's sort of the equivalent of the Canadian Grammy, but it's sort of cooler than a Grammy in some ways, in that it seems a little more like a tighter-knit community, and everybody shows up. And Yeah, it's supposed to be like a, just a celebration of Canadian music, yeah. you know? So just yeah. being recognized at all as a songwriter, is, it's wonderful. Is it ever schizophrenic for you to have those two personalities? You've got the Alexis on fire and you've got the city in color and they're obviously the audiences overlap, but uh, sonically there's a big difference. I didn't see either of them coming, you know? Sure. We didn't think anybody would like Alexis on fire when we started. That's not why teenagers get in bands. No. And <laughs> you know, so it started to become this thing where, oh, okay, there's people want to hear this other side of me. That's nice. Yeah. But then as they both kind of took off, I really didn't know how to deal with it. It was like having two full-time jobs that both involved a lot of traveling. Mm -hmm. I did both for a long time, and, and then uh, I did feel the need to quit the band and, and just kind of go do my own thing. But yeah. finding my way back and being able to make both records in a couple months apart during the pandemic was... Uh, yeah, you, yeah, had, a, you it, had a productive pandemic. Yeah. Made a bunch of songs, wrote a bunch of songs, recorded a bunch of songs. Yeah. 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 Um, 
But I want to say, you know, as hard as it is for you to have to ride that uh, sort of express train of success with those two bands, both happening in ways that you hadn't expected, I imagine it would have been much harder had neither of them worked out. Way, way worse. Be, yeah, you, yeah. You'd be at the Mini Mart right now. Absolutely. Just, yeah. I'd still be working at the mall in St. Catharines, Ontario, which yeah. is where I was working when, we, when I had to leave. What was your job at the mall? I worked everywhere. I started at the Foot Locker. Yeah. Uh, then I worked at the record store. It's called Sunrise Record and Tape. Yeah. I worked at the movie theater for a long time. Wow. I worked at the skateboard shop mm-hmm. until finally, like I, when Alexis started touring a lot and like I'd be coming back off of weekend little tours and stuff and I would like totally forget to show up for work. And yeah. finally my manager, Brandon, who was a beauty, he was just like, I'm not going to fire you, but you yeah. can't work here anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Okay. And again, in hindsight, you can say thank you. Yes, yeah, absolutely. That's cool. Um, let's talk just briefly about your collection of musicians because that's another thing I mentioned earlier. Is you've just there's been some luck and some good happenstance in finding the right people at the right time to both be in your band and help you make records and do stuff. And and uh, Matt is a great wingman for you. Yeah, he's he's unbelievable, really. Like I, I met Matt ten years ago. We both sort of speak the same language. And he also grew up as a hardcore kid as well. So yeah. like there was no, a lot of times I have to try to explain it to people, mm-hmm. people that don't get that world that I came from. And with Matt, there's been none of that, you know? Yeah. And he's obviously also one of the most talented people I've ever met, which helps. Yeah. 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 And so uh, you, we should mention that you have a new record. I do, yeah. yeah. It's called The Love Still Held Me Near. It was the most emotionally challenging record to make, but it's maybe the most um, rewarding experience I've ever had creating music. Yeah. Okay, cool. And it's, and it's again, it's great to hear you play and sing. And thanks again for being a, a regular guy who chooses to come back to E-Town. We know you've got lots of bigger places to play, and we appreciate your connection to this building and to us over the years. It means a lot. Oh, man, I couldn't be happier to be sort of like looked at as a part of this family. I think in the music business, and you know this as well as I do, that so much of the soul is lost in it. And I think you guys have this beautiful thing that is all based around heart and soul and what music should be. So I'm, yeah, I'll keep coming back and as long as you'll have me. Thanks, man. Thank you. All right. Well, let's get back to music. Welcome back, if you would. Dallas Green, City in Color. This song's called Little Hell. Oh 
Kelly on the guitar, pedal steel. They'll be back to play some more music a little later on in the show. Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by the Scientific and Cultural Facilities District, or SCFD, one of the largest cultural funding mechanisms in the United States, supporting nearly 300 organizations in the greater Denver area. By the way, as a reminder for your viewing pleasure, there are over 2,000 videos on the E-Town YouTube channel where you can also subscribe in order to stay up to date with our latest video offerings. You're listening to E-Town. I'm Nick Forster. You're listening to E-Town City in Color. We'll be back later on in the show. And coming up, Meadows, a great duo from New York City. They're here, super talented. Uh, before we bring them out, though, I want you to imagine that you're on a crowded elevator in a very tall building. And one of the worst things that can happen happens. Someone farts in the elevator. <laughs> Unwanted passing of gas, right? It happens. And... Um, 
in our quest to fight climate change, that's exactly the problem we're having globally, that the unwanted passing of gas is a big, big deal. And I'm, I use that analogy just so you'll pay attention, really. That gas is escaping from the Earth's core through leaky oil wells. It's a big problem that we actually can address a little bit. And so here to tell us more about all of that stuff is the Director of Regulatory and Legislative Affairs at the Environmental Defense Fund. Please welcome John Goldstein. John, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Sorry for the, uh, the simple analogy, but um, you know, why is methane such a big deal? In the short term, methane is more than 80 times more powerful than CO2 at driving climate change. That makes it a big problem, but also a big opportunity to really get after this and bend the curve on it. It's an opportunity because um, we kind of know where it's coming from. I understand NASA can actually see methane hotspots from space. That's right. They've got satellites now that can find this from space and see where it's happening. And too often it's happening around oil and gas development because they're just allowing it to leak out and escape. And it's a completely solvable problem. It's plumbing. We can get out there with wrenches and fix this. Wow. And as you say, it's much more potent, especially early in its life cycle, than CO2. That's right. So if, like you and I, want to address this problem as much as we can in our lifetime, methane's a great way to do it. Yeah. And I understand a lot of these oil wells are abandoned, like oil companies are bought and sold and these wells exist and the responsibility to clean them up is there, but maybe they've been orphaned where nobody's really taking responsibility now. That's right. There are thousands of these wells across the U.S. that are orphaned. The company pulled all the money out of it they could and then walked away yeah. and left the taxpayers holding the bag. And luckily, uh, some legislation was passed by Congress last year, the Bipartisan Infrastructure Law, that's putting tens of millions of dollars into plugging these wells so that yeah. they don't leak methane and they don't impact groundwater. A lot of times when people talk about regulation of the oil and gas industry, it's like, well, that's going to kill jobs and that's going to ruin the economy. It sounds like if this can be solved with wrenches, we need people to use the wrenches. Guys with wrenches are jobs too. Yeah. States like Colorado, that was the first state in the country to get these rules in place back in 2014, are seeing job growth in the methane mitigation industry. Yeah. And the oldest wells are probably in Ohio or Pennsylvania or places like that, right? That's right. That's where the oil industry began, you know, yeah. right after the Civil War. Yeah. Um, here's another thing I don't understand, and I imagine our listeners don't either. Every time you drive by a refinery, they're flaring gas, big That's smokestacks right. of bright flaming. That's I mean, right. Isn't that something that they also sell? I kind of think of flaring as a necessary evil. You know, it's better to burn that methane than to just allow it to go out uncombusted. Okay. But uh, we want to minimize that as much as possible, too, because these flares just don't work right. They're, they're, allowed, they're not efficient or they don't burn, not complete combustion or what's going on? They get blown out, and so then they're not flares anymore. They're just vents. Or they're not completely combusting the gas, and they're allowing too much yeah. to slip through. But am I right that it's actually a, the same product that people purchase? That's right. The, the gas natural that gas, yeah. many of us use to heat our homes and cook dinner is mostly methane. Yeah. So getting after this problem ought to be a win-win for industry and the environment. It creates jobs and they can capture the gas, which they can then make money on. That's right. Okay, that's right. so that's why I like guys like you to tell us that these things are not intractable, unsolvable problems that actually seem pretty sensible. That's right. The federal government under President Biden is getting rules in place right now from the EPA 
folks can get involved in that process. We're hoping that they're finalized by August, which is the deadline they've set for themselves. Folks in Colorado have been able to enjoy uh, the benefits of having rules in place, but there are a lot of places in the country that don't have them, and this is going to help. So what does our audience do? Do they write to Congress people to say these funds are available to cap and and, uh, sequester this gas rather than let it leak out? You know, a great thing to do is to let EPA know that you support these rules that they're working to finalize. If you go to edf.org, you can find a petition there that you can sign and uh, get your voice heard. It's funny because, you know, for years and years we've been talking about, oh, climate change, climate change, climate change is a big, huge issue. Very few things that people can actually think about. Yeah, we can cut down on the number of miles we drive or the kind of car we drive or how we heat and insulate our house, those kinds of things, but they're so small. This is actually a pretty substantial problem that is, in your view anyway, kind of solvable. Yeah, I think it's entirely solvable. And um, the industry is more and more getting on board with the need to do this too, which is really helpful. That's awesome. All right. Well, again, we, uh, we can get together and try to prevent these noxious gas leaks. And stay out of those elevators. Yeah, stay out of those elevators. Okay. Please uh, join me in thanking our guest, John Goldstein, from the Environmental Defense Fund. Thank you. Write to your, uh, your region, EPA, and see what you can do. All right, thank you, John. Yeah, thank you, Nick. All right, we got more music, as I said, coming up from Dallas Green and City in Color. Right now, I want to tell you about our next guest. We all know that New York City has a great music scene, and that scene is kind of multidimensional. You can find people playing almost any style of music, almost any night of the week, if you dig deep enough. Our next guests are part of that vibrant scene, kind of blurring the lines between pop music and jazz and electronic music and writing great new songs and putting out a big sound as a duo. I first heard them actually here on this stage. Um, they were opening up for Will Chef's band not, not just a few weeks ago, actually. And they flew back from New York last night to be here. And um, I want to let you know how to spell their name just to avoid any further confusion. The band's name is M. M-E-A-D-O-W-S. Two M's at the beginning. Please welcome to E-Town for their first visit, Kristen Slip and Cole K. Mengren. Meadows. We are Meadows with two M's, the first one being silent. (laughs) And we were here a couple of weeks ago Yes, and we are just absolutely tickled that we were invited back. We're very pleased to be here.
Meadows here at E-Town. Pretty cool. Great sound. Unbelievable. <laughs> so cool. I was, um, I, was talking about the, I was talking about the New York music scene being so diverse and so much going on, and I mentioned blurring the lines between pop music and jazz and electronic music and other things. Cole, you've been playing a lot of different stuff. Couldn't help but notice you've played on some projects by some people we've heard of. That's true. Beyonce, Taylor Swift, a whole bunch of other people. Name some more things like that. This person named Michelle Indegio Cello. Yeah. And Laurie Anderson. Yeah. Also up there with some bucket list yeah. sonics. You know, I performed the marriage ceremony for Laurie Anderson. What? To Lou Reed. I actually officiated their wedding. What? Wow. <laughs> but I... But... I never played on a record, that's, and that's cooler. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure what's cooler, than, to be honest with you. Cool. Anyhow, wow. enough about me. <laughs> um, so what's your? So you're a you're a jazz trumpeter. Did you come to New York to go to school, or how did you get into the music scene in New York City? Well, pretty much at the downbeat of life, my dad put on uh, "Sunship" by John Coltrane when I was about three hours old. 
So I think it was pretty much set from there. Wow. Um, my pops is a huge uh, music fan. Yeah. Where does your dad live? He lives in Westchester. Yeah. I grew up in New York City, so I, that was also another yeah. breeding ground of yeah. wonders. Yeah. Kristen, what about you? How did you get into the music world of New York City? Cole and I met in, at music school in Boston, actually. And then right after graduation, the two of us moved to New York together. Wow. But what was your first point of entry? Was there a band or was there a scene you got it to be a part of? Um, we were in another band called Cuddle Magic that's made a bunch of records. And Aren't you also um, in another band called Dirty Projectors? Yes, I am. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed that you're uh, on the short list of people who are in the band. There's an incredibly long list of people who used to be in the band. <laughs> Is it like the drummer of Spinal Tap or something? Is it a dangerous gig where... Um, why does everybody speak. leave I the band? Sp- I can't... You know, that's a true... I think, you know, like, people kind of phase out. I don't think there's some dark underbelly. Yeah. I think it's just kind of like cool. what people decide to do. Well, you're doing... You're both doing all the things that you have to do because if you're going to be successful in New York City in the music world, you kind of have to say yes, right? That is kind of the what we have lived by. Maybe it was the pandemic that sort of pushed us to stop saying yes Mm -hmm. to everything. Mm -hmm. So that's when we wrote this record. What's a really cool side project. Thanks. I just love it. I love the music and I've been sharing it with people and I'm just so glad we got to have you guys come back and be part of the actual radio show and it's great that you guys are here. It's just our pleasure. E-Town for life. Yeah. (laughs) If you have us back, we would come in a heartbeat. Okay. Well, I want everybody to remember how to spell your band name because there's some confusion out there. M-M-E-A-D-O-W-S. Yeah. And it's not M Meadows. It's just Meadows. The first M is silent. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, listen, we are going to hear more music. And by the way, this is... You've just released a few songs, but not a record yet, right? Yes, a record. Yes, a record. Yes. Okay. So tell me, how did I miss that? Is I it a only... I don't really know, Nick. You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you can usually you can get stuck on on a couple of them and just really dig into them. I don't bl- I don't blame you for that. I do, by the way, <laughs> I do. To share with our listeners because. I can't. The name of your new record. The name of our new record is Light Moves Around You. Oh, yeah. I knew that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> my favorite song. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's my favorite Title song. Track. Title, Title track. Title track. You gotta love album. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess I did know all those things. <laughs> um, well, listen, we're going to hear that song eventually, but right now we're going to get back to music. Please welcome back from New York City, Meadows. This next song is called Light Moves Around You. After all the fruit is in the palm of my hand and I'm singing How was I ever supposed to know? Talking lots of trash but also love For the things that I that's a sign of getting old I'm floating on the water Anchor up to the shore I'm sleeping on a 
That's Meadows, Cole, Cayman, Green. 
Kristen Slip. The record is called Light Moves Around You from New York City. Meadows, such incredibly cool music. This portion of E-Town is made possible by the Bohemian Foundation, building stronger communities through the Bohemian qualities of creativity and imagination. On the web at bohemianfoundation.org. You're listening to E-Town. Cole, Game and Green on the cutaway music from instruments that I have no idea what they are or how they work, but that's very cool. Uh, I'm Nick Forster. I want to say hello to our listeners who are hearing E-Town right now on stations like KSYM in San Antonio, Texas, and WYP, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and on WKZE in Red Hook, New York, and throughout the Hudson River Valley. As always, if you want some more information about any of the things we're up to here at E-Town, there's lots of stuff online and you of course can check out the thousands of videos that are now on our YouTube channel that we're proud of. We really take great care in recording all the things we do here. So we're really proud of our engineers, both our videographers and our audio engineers who work hard on those videos. So check them out. We think they're the best, but that's just us. So far, you guys, we've covered some ground. We've talked about methane, We've listened to a couple of singers who can sing incredibly high. And the music continues. Would you please help me welcome back to the stage, City in Color.
City in Color, that's Dallas Green, along with Matt Kelly, and the E-Tones, Christian Teal, Eric Tureen, Adam Bodine, Helen Forster singing harmony. We got time for one more song. We're gonna get everybody out on stage for this last song. I wanna thank all our guests. Thanks to our interview guest, John Goldstein from the Environmental Defense Fund, helping us understand some stuff we can do now that will make a big difference. Thanks to Meadows, Kristen Slip, and Cole K. Mengreen. Such good music. Thanks, of course, to 
the city in color. Dallas Green, along with Matt Kelly. Thanks to the E-Tones and Helen Forster, our volunteers and engineers, all the people who work hard to make these shows happen. Dallas was over at our house yesterday, and we were talking about this singer-songwriter we both appreciated named Paul Brady. And this is a song that turned out to be one of Dallas's favorite songs. We'd like to do it for you now. I'm Nick Forster. Hope you can be with us next week right here in E-Town. This is a production of E-Town. Wow, Dallas Green, City in Color, amazing singer, amazing songwriter. So great to hear Meadows, one of my favorite young bands from New York, a duo, husband and wife. And of course, thanks to John Goldstein from the Environmental Defense Fund telling us what's going on out there in the world of energy. I'm Nick Forster. Thank you for listening.